smartcast you are listening to health shots brought to you by hd smartcast pregnancy and parenthood these are the two choices we make for life for some of us it's a smooth ride for the rest of us it's sometimes even difficult to just begin regardless we find it worth our while so much so that we opt for all kinds of fertility treatments one of the most notable being ivf so to make it a little easier at least at the beginning we bring to you this podcast ask the ivf expert is brought to you by parents of fertility powered by merck i'm your host deepthi ahuja and i will interview ivf experts from all over india to cover all sorts of questions you my dear would be parent might have in mind so are you ready to embark on your parenthood journey with fertility experts here we go Let's start simple. In this episode, we will discuss the basics of an IVF treatment. We'll find out what you can expect and how you can prepare for it. To lend their expertise and experience, we have two doctors on the panel with us. Dr. Shamima is senior consultant and lead Aster Center of Fertility at Aster MedCity. And Dr. Fessy Lewis is associate professor in reproductive medicine from Amrita Hospital. How are you doing, guys? We are good. and how about you i'm doing fine too uh, it is nice to be among uh, all of you and it is a proud privilege to be part of uh, this uh, novel project or novel endeavor lovely that is so good to hear it's so good to hear your voice um so let's start with dr shamima um you know we'll just start with say two or three very basic questions what is ivf and when should a couple consider it first of all congratulations for embarking on such a project and uh, we know that like what is ivf is a question asked by many people many people don't know what is that to understand that first we should understand how what is happening normally in our system so normally everybody should have a healthy egg which is released from the ovary in every month which should be transported through the fallopian tube towards the uterus and the sperm or the male gamete which is coming from outside through the vagina will reach the uterus and travel towards the tube and they meet the egg and the sperm meet in the tube to form an embryo which will roll down to the uterus get attached to the uterus and grow this is what happens normally in our body so right. ivf is a system where we mimic try to mimic what is happening inside the fallopian tube that means we are taking out the female gamete or the egg and the male gamete and we are mixing it in a dish in the laboratory ideally it should have happened in the tube which is happening now in the laboratory so right. in the laboratory we grow this into the embryo and this can be incubated and uh, grown for maybe a few days and after a few days we are transferring this healthy embryo into the inside the uterus and then the embryo is supposed to implant to the uterus and grow so this whole process is called ivf or in vitro fertilization that means fertilization outside the body right and when should a couple consider it uh, whenever there is a problem where the egg and sperm cannot meet that whenever the tube 
is not working that is one indication for doing ivf and both the tubes we have two fallopian tubes if both the tubes are not working we have no other way but to do ivf there are also other indications where uh, male factor or the sperms they don't have enough quantity or quality of sperms to reach to the tube then also we try to do ivf another right. indication is where uh, there are some factors where uh, the eggs are less or some other unexplained factors where we don't know what is happening so everything is good but the pregnancy is not happening in that condition also sometimes we have to resort to ivf hmm. uh, these are some of the few uh, indications right so dr fasi what are the most common issues or concerns that you've seen a couple facing in your experience you know when they come to you for an ivf treatment it is good that you ask this question because uh, the main issues what we have seen is that when the couple goes for the ivf they are concerned about the cost of the treatment whether how many days i will be away from the work or how many injections i will have to take that and uh, these are the main things that a couple has been facing so the cost factor i think over the years it has come down because uh, now the uh, because of a lot of the medias drugs used for the ivf is now made indigenously by our country and regarding the injections there are now uh, compared to the previous like protocol now there are short protocols which we had to they have to take less number of injections if you are experiencing about the number of days of uh, absences from the work that is also has come down hmm. because of this uh, modification of the treatment protocol and after the uh, embryo transfer when you put back the baby into the uterus also there are need not have to take the injection there are some gel preparations which we they can keep so so that these are the main thing in addition to the cost uh, what the couple are uh, always facing when they come for ivf right um So now I mean you know you've established Dr Fessy that IVF is a difficult procedure to go through it can be physically mentally emotionally financially exhausting um, and yes of course it was uh, you know even more so a couple of years ago but it still is and couples generally work with IVF experts on a fairly long term basis so Dr Shamima this questions to you um what are the things that one should keep in mind before or while choosing an IVF expert Yes this is a question which every patient they ask in their mind i think like uh, where to go because as fessy told we have lot of centers to choose from and where to go where can i get the correct treatment hmm. so usually the people go to the websites and check and the success rates and what are the facilities available but basically what we should know is first we should understand the problem and uh, talk to your doctor what is the facility you need to have whether you need you can use your own gametes or you need to go to a center where there is a donor facility available all these things we have to understand our problem what is it and then uh, then look into the center where it is most accessible for you where you will be uh, evaluated systematically and then everything should be transparent and it should be explained to you the nursing staff everything should be friendly and uh, they should i mean they should be able to help you in taking injections and all that all these things you should consider at the same time the quality of the lab the success rates success rate is something which is projected very very uh, wrongly in the media some people they claim 80% success rates 90% wow. 
those success rate don't exist internationally uh, the success rate all depends upon the age of the patient what is the reason for the infertility and uh, uh, whether uh, both factors are involved what is the reserve of the ovaries success rate is dependent on all these factors so it is very much individualized and usually the success rate in internationally is around 40 to 50 percentage average so uh, all these things patient has to understand they should not be going shopping from one place to another they will be like uh, misunderstood uh, by the facts they should understand their problem their chances and then uh, choose a doctor whom they are comfortable with of course they have to see the cost and the accessibility of treatment ease of uh, ease of accessing that center all these things should be taken into consideration lovely so basically just to sort of sum it up ease of access uh, the cost the nursing staff is very very important because ultimately they are the ones who would you know be really really taking care of you um the success rate uh, like you said depends upon couple to couple their age their uh, you know the conditions that you know they are facing each couple is unique and so therefore the success rate would also be unique right so uh, dr fessy what can a couple expect while they opt for an ivf treatment like what is the process like uh, what are the kind of things and you know just an overview i i'm not really asking you to go into the details of it but just to give you know our listener an overview of what would happen when they opt if they opt for an ivf treatment now uh, one thing is that if the, the expectations of the of the infertility couples is very really very high so whatever you tell the success rate uh, actual success rate they will be expecting that you fall into that but we have to always counsel them that uh, what is their condition and what is the success rate that uh, can expect for them so that is the one that we have to counsel them for expectation next thing is that always they will uh, expect a cordial atmosphere between the doctor between the staff and uh, they expect a good ethical practice in that uh, that is the importance of we must be having a proper assisted reproductive law in our country so that is what people expect because every field there is they expect a certain uh, guidelines or standards we have a guidelines we have an icmr guidelines but we are still to have a proper law with that that governs the center so that is the what as uh, now the lot of ivf centers are uh, in our country so that is what the couple expect when they go for one center so so that is a trust factor what uh, we have to uh, give to the couple when they come to you know the treatment in your center right but i'm uh, basically asking uh in terms of uh, you know the process what is the entire process okay so then you say there is counseling and then what happens so that's okay. what i must the counseling part no we must be uh, expecting what is the total cost how much time they have to spend how many times they have to come whether they have to come get admitted usually there will be thinking that okay just like any surgery you may have to get admitted you may to hospitalized usually this ivf is day care procedure so that is the thing how many times they have to come how many uh, type of what type of the invasive procedure we are having so all those things they have to whether there will be painful painful procedure is they will be able to undergo in addition to the cost cost we have to uh, counsel them in a nutshell either by the consultant himself or there must be proper counselor also to additionally to alleviate their fear about this procedure 
So basically what you're trying to say is that each couple goes through a customized IVF treatment. Not every couple has the same treatment. Is that what you're saying? The basic procedures may be same, but additionally, each couple we may have to undergo some additional, some small procedures or uh, uh, additional the success rate may be different depending upon their uh, egg quality, their sperm quality, their uh, uterine and uh, uterine lining quality. So those things we have to counsel and uh, we have to uh, take the uh, confidence of the couple before we before itself we start the treatment. So with COVID, you know, still playing havoc in our lives, uh, what kind of things should uh, a couple keep in mind before going for an IVF treatment? Does COVID have an impact on fertility even after, you know, a couple has recovered from it? Uh, Dr. Shamima, why don't you take this question? Yeah, thank you. So right now we are in the midst of pandemic and it is still high in uh, numbers are still high in our state so initially when almost two years back when we had this first uh, covid uh, this thing everybody was like worried whether you should get pregnant at this pandemic track or we should uh, whether you should continue with your fertility treatment yes. that was a question and most of the fertility centers they halted all their cycles everything and mm. they waited for some time but now that thing is gone so now we know that there is no harm in getting pregnant during COVID times. There is no increased miscarriage or congenital anomalies in the babies or uh, nothing like that. You can get pregnant during COVID time and fertility treatment also can be continued during this time. So once you get affected by the COVID, whether it will affect your fertility or not is a question. That is what question right. you asked. No, right. Actually, this virus, we don't know much about this virus uh, mm -hmm. still. But whatever we know, the virus is found to have uh, same receptors as it affects the other part of the body. No, like it affects the lungs. The same receptors for the virus is present in the uh, ovaries, uh, uterus, vagina, etc. Hmm. So there is a chance that this virus may affect the egg reserve of a patient or the ovulation quality or something. But this requires a lot of studies, more studies. We have not found anything solid that yes, it is going to affect nothing like that. But in the long years to come, maybe like we have to observe and see whether it has got any impact. Right now, there is no nothing to say that there is definite impact is there. And regarding a male factor, uh, right. for example, on the sperms. Yes. So some people say that um, once COVID is affected, the sperm quantity, quality, everything has come down and all that. But we should understand that any viral infection for that matter can affect the sperm counts and quality. Mm. So uh, like any other infection, it can affect for some time, but after that they should recover. So all these things we are uh, just telling like that, but uh, there is no like major impact has not found, but we have to wait for the studies yet to come. Then yeah. on the uh, IVF outcome, uh, whether it has got uh, any so we are always uh, testing the patients before undergoing like uh, like Pessy told me we have to give injections to produce more eggs so before starting these expensive injections itself we test for the patients whether they are COVID positive or not and then again before collecting the egg, uh, eggs before making the embryos also we ch check for the uh, couple whether they are COVID positive or not uh, so at different checkpoints and also before the embryo transfer if it is done later for example we are also again checking uh, whether they are COVID positive so at these points and all we are checking to make sure that uh, their health is not directly affected we are checking that they are not positive 
but otherwise like they should be encouraged to take vaccination and all that and we should understand that vaccine is not going to affect their fertility vaccine is not going to affect the ivf outcome and all that right. they should understand to emphasize that point what shamima told there are a lot of apprehension about vaccination have we have been seeing yeah. seeing lot of patients not taking willing to take the vaccine so right. absolutely the risk of covid getting is more than uh, vaccination so it is undoubtedly proved that vaccination has to be taken even if we are going for any sort of infertility treatment or uh, even ivf we have to take the vaccination at the earliest uh so dr shamima another question related to covid say for example during the treatment right uh, during the implantation or you know mm. uh, during the any at any given stage in the treatment if someone okay. does become covid positive then yeah. what are the uh, you know things that people need to take care of like you know what are the things that the couple needs to take care of See, what do you mean that we have started IVF treatment? If it is before starting, yes. just before starting also, we will defer the treatment for sure. During I mean, the treatment. active treatment. Uh, if she, they are taking the, uh, that is uh, when uh, during taking injections, if they have just started the injections, we can always give the patient the option that now they have to undergo a lot of procedures and uh, the COVID, uh, they, they won't be healthy to go through these procedures means we have to counsel the patients and we can always cancel and uh, cancel the cycle. Suppose we have already collected the eggs and before embryo transfer, we are finding that uh, this patient is COVID positive of course i mean many patients do conceive i have patients who have conceived uh, while they they have become covid positive and mm-hmm. conceived uh, once they recovered from covid they now in their pregnancy test is positive they thought that their their menses delayed because of uh, viral infection but then they found that their covid uh, their pregnancy test is positive and and they didn't they have healthy babies now so we don't have to worry but before doing a procedure like embryo transfer which is an expensive procedure and we are doing something so mm. it is better that you don't transfer you have the option to freeze the keep the embryos ah, freezed yeah. and once uh, they recover they can take their own time to make sure that they are healthy before transferring the embryos wow. so that is a one option Yeah. Miracles of birth man this is this is some really I mean this is some really good news that uh, even during because the process is so long and if someone does get covid positive uh, you know there is help uh, out there and and healthy babies are coming out of it that's just amazing um now uh, smoking drinking consuming sugary processed foods you know they're known they're known to be deterrents in pregnancy this is something that we've known since before covid positive ever entered our lives uh, so dr fessy how long before even trying for pregnancy should a couple give up on all these things and please don't say right now that is the most obvious answer i know <laughs> but uh, do tell how long before even trying for pregnancy should a couple you know give up on so all that, these uh, in fact that is a difficult question when we have to stop doing it is just like uh, huh. uh, after marriage uh, your spouse telling <laughs> that you stop that because of uh, you are going to try we are going to try for pregnancy uh, but as a m- medical uh, evidence Uh, smoking definitely affect the sperm quality and definitely right. affect the egg quality and drinking if it is excessive definitely it will going to affect and uh, right. regarding the sugary food products and the junk foods definitely it is more dangerous for females 
because oh. females uh, uh, definitely if it is a polycystic ovarian disease with regular ovulation is there definitely that uh, that the ovulation problem is going to increase because of the uh, uh, increase insulin level and other associated things and for the males uh, per se uh, uh, just because of sugar produce, products producing obesity will produce some sexual problems and other coital problems otherwise Uh, definitely if the sugar is not controlled that means patient is diabetic definitely both females and males it will be affected for the males definitely if the mm-hmm. sugar is, is not controlled definitely it affect the semen quality and in addition to the sexual problems they will be having because of the uh, uncontrolled diabetes so for the males and the females all these are uh, not good especially if it is not controlled but regarding smoking definitely if it is a small uh, quantity it is definitely a danger so uh, so back to the uh, same thing what i told when the couple after marriage you no know, when mm. they are completed definitely they have to be very cautious about uh, these things which will be affecting their future fertility so definitely a couple of months um Dr Shamima considering how stressful an IVF procedure can be how can a couple ensure that you know they sail through it yeah actually infertility is a very stressful condition It's mainly social stress i feel and once they undergo a procedure like IVF they are into more stress that they are spending so much the results are not guaranteed and uh, all these things get piled up Hmm. so a uh, lot of stress uh, relief methods have been suggested first thing is to uh, like before also i told understand your problem that will decrease your anxiety to some extent hmm. like you understand what is going on and what are the options available and keep prepared your mind uh, what you have a plan a. if you get pregnant okay if you don't get pregnant then what will be next and next next and that those options if you have in your mind then i think uh, they will get uh, they will be little bit relieved so mm-hmm. talking to your doctor and understanding the plan everything making yourself ready to accept uh, the results will be the first thing uh, one should uh, practice and it is not easy as i tell like that so everybody then for stress relief there are so many other methods like uh, yoga or uh, listening to music like there are a lot of things which they practice but i really want to stress on one point there are a lot of sure. patients who really need a psychologist help and th- those there are a lot of patients who really uh, depressed and they need a psychiatric consultation which can improve their life a lot so we should be able to identify such patients and we should not be hesitant to take the help of a psychologist or even a psychiatrist uh usually some people uh, are very reluctant to go to a psychiatrist but they would prefer to go to a psychologist but it should be the other way around like ideally a psychiatrist should assess uh, one person right. like if uh, a gynecologist if they are referring there should be referring more to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist should decide whether she has a disease or she can be okay with the counseling with the psychologist or some other psychological techniques can help her to relieve her anxiety or her uh, uh, problem so this we should not be hesitant just like we take uh, paracetamol for uh, fever mm-hmm. we should be ready to accept this treatment also like uh, that many people they are still hesitant that is our 
problem uh, things have improved a lot but still people are hesitant so this will relax and uh, whether they are uh, this uh, stress is causing uh, changing the ivf outcome and or not we don't know but mm. definitely infertility is associated with stress and that will affect the mental health and uh, the mental health of the patient is very important as as a physical health so getting these things sorted with a psychologist help or a psychiatrist help is very important i am so glad dr shamima that you brought uh, you know the whole concept of mental health to the discussion today i completely agree with you being mentally healthy is one of the ways in which you can stay in a healthy body um and uh, you know of course then there is this whole idea of acceptance of understanding what your problem could be i mean not really problem but you know what is the issue that you're facing at this point of time and how can your doctor help you so knowledge acceptance and uh, being able to act on uh, whatever it is that could be stopping you from having a baby at this point of time such a lovely point that you brought up dr shamima and i think both uh, you know parties in the couple i mean the male the female you know in a conventional couple both parties uh, should actually consider uh, going to a mental health practitioner because who knows uh, which one of them is getting stressed out right yeah that is exactly i i didn't mention that it should be a female or a, a female should go always in an infertility clinic we see as a couple it's mm-hmm. not like a female is seen separately or so we should consider them as a unit and uh, we should treat them as a unit Absolutely that's such a lovely point to make another one uh, for you Dr Shamima uh, Dr Fessy any advice you'd like to give couples who've been trying to conceive for a very long time uh, one thing is that uh, is pregnancy is always a chance so however everything is normal uh, the chance of consumption is only 20% so most of the time when especially when both the couples are career oriented and when the marriage age is getting delayed so they will plan the pregnancy after some times once they get established so uh, they must not expect that once you start trying for just like how you see in movies you will conceive in the first cycle itself so pregnancy is always a chance is 20% so the couple has to be told about uh, if the the, the importance of going for a treatment together they supporting each other and the importance of the age has to be counseled properly and that will uh, really help them to sail through this journey for the infertility treatment even with the ivf great so i mean a couple of things to just sum up over here there's information there's acknowledgement there's acceptance there is always this whole thing about asking for help and i know a lot of us don't uh, but we should um and uh, accepting that help and being uh, you know extremely supportive to each other and also just saying that you know whenever they can't be supportive to each other they should just come out and be open about it and i'm sure something or the other will you know get worked out because after all they've decided to spend the rest of their lives with each other they've decided to have a baby together the one thing that i hear a lot from you know all the young parents no matter the journey is that they should you know one should attempt to be healthy in the mind and body and be optimistic enough to just trust the process and go with the flow i know it's easier said than done but baki sab try kar liya to ye kyun nahi and with that thank you so much dr fasi and dr shamima for your time it's been lovely chatting with the two of you 
thank you thank you once again thank you for this wonderful opportunity i think this will be very useful to the those the couple which are undergoing infertility treatment thank you absolutely thank you so much dr shamim as well thank you so much that's it for this episode we'll be back with another one super soon until then chin up yaar aur koi bhi sawal ho to reach out to us at ht health shots or at ht smartcast we are present on facebook instagram twitter youtube clubhouse linkedin you name it to listen to more such podcasts log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se You were listening to Health Shots brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.